Mostly because I, for one, think it looks mostly like a motherfucking reskin. But secondly, I'm not going to waste any money on a on a AAA title that's supposed to be played on next gen when I'm still on the previous generation. So instead of spending you know sixty dollars on that game, I could save that sixty dollars towards purchasing a new console down the road. That's valid. So maybe um, when I sometimes, get the new console, I'll do it. But sometimes right they now. sell editions for like, because like you normally have the sixty dollars standard, and then like the hundred dollar pro. They yeah. they've sometimes been selling middle of those like eighty dollar edit cross gen editions. To where yeah. you get both generations for one. But I get that. That makes a lot of sense to me. I was curious about the reskin, though. Like, why you don't like that? Because isn't Modern Warfare the only COD you played in, like, the last 10 years? So, when, like, to me, I would think you would like that it looks similar. Well, here's the thing. It's It's already been... First of all, I was there for the OG... You know, Call of Duty 4, Modern Warfare, Xbox 360, 2007, <laughs> baby. Yeah, it's, okay. it's more than 10 years ago. Yeah. So, <laughs> and then they remastered it and brought it back on PS4. Never played the remaster. And I, I jumped into it for, like, just for a few, uh, you know, novelty points. Right. But uh, now ultimately... The original Modern Warfare series was near and dear to my heart because that's when I was a young gamer and that's when Call of Duty was still like original and fun. And That's where I cut coming, my teeth, baby. Yeah, that's where they were coming up with, you know, different things to do. Because before Modern Warfare, it was, it was all World War II. <laughs> Everything was World War Two. Everything was yeah. You're stuck right. In World no, War yeah. I have a special place in my heart for the original trilogy, but I really enjoyed the the new characters and the new storyline, and the old characters coming back for the nostalgia points. And I'm excited that it's. I've always thought the like cartel, like U.S. military cartel fighting train of thought was very interesting. And from my understanding, that's kind of getting explored in this. And I think I really enjoy the story. Yeah. And I know that most people don't buy Call of Duty for uh, story anymore. Exactly. It's uh, it's obviously worth its weight in gold with the uh, multiplayer aspect. So that's... I, I understand that that's the, the draw for most people. And for me, back in the day, it, it was that way too. But the stories were um, given a little more thought and attention, um, I think, personally. Uh, but as a as a grown ass man now, the the storylines are depressing, um, or they're just dull. I don't know. Modern Warfare, this reboot from a few years back, was okay. Uh, I really liked the story. I thought it was. I, yeah, I thought it was different. It. I didn't Being to play it. as Pharaoh and all that. Yeah, I didn't hate it, but uh, obviously that. I mean, Modern Warfare's uh, you know, multiplayer alone was the uh, you know, the pilot for Warzone, and we all saw where you know War 
Warzone took off too. I'm also excited for Warzone 2, the new map and the new, like, like I, I think it's not a new engine, but, like, the being able to swim and having boats and all that, I think it'll bring a new dynamic yeah. to it. No, it's it's got to evolve. It's It's been the same thing since 2019 or whenever it was, so 2020. But, uh, yeah, you know, it's it's exciting, and, you know, I'm sure... The uh, I'm sure the new Warzone will be at least something worth looking at. I I thoroughly enjoyed, you know, the days we spent in uh, Verdansk and playing, you know, countless fucking matches of Plunder. You know, Battle Royale wasn't necessarily my favorite, but you know, we did that too. Uh-huh. And the uh, I don't know, some of the after you know, Modern Warfare was. Uh, releasing the reins on uh, Warzone to the next guy, which was uh, what Black Ops Cold War. Cold War, yeah. Uh, they they continued to bring some. They brought some like '80s flair to for dance, and we actually went back in time with for dance. So that was kind of cool. And then uh, after that, Edgar ruined it. And then after that, they're like, "Let's make a woke." fucking stupid World War II version of Call of Duty. It's like... Uh, Why is it woke? <laughs> what about Vanguard? <laughs> was woke? I'm not at liberty to go into details. <laughs> it's just a fucking piece of shit game. I'm I will sorry, agree. I, I don't think it's woke, but I'll agree that it is a shit game <laughs> with a shit story. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Anything that shit is woke. Don't you understand? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's what. <laughs> well, I guess woke is just a derogatory term. Yeah. <laughs> it's like how uh, back in uh, you know the the mid two thousands when uh, you would say gay. Was, uh, woke the new gay. <laughs> yeah. Gay gay meant stupid. <clears throat> it was a substitute word for stupid, and then. You know, as things progressed, it obviously uh, was so like, funny. don't call it gay because you're basically calling gay people stupid. It's like, no, it's not like that. It's there's like a, the... Uh... There's a clear differential. If I'm calling something gay, I'm not calling it homosexual. I'm calling it stupid or fucked up. You know what and... you sound like right now? You sound <laughs> yeah. like Michael Scott from The Office. Oh, it's like, no, you don't call retarded people retards. You call your friends retard when they're acting retarded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's a justification for everything. Uh, yeah, I can lawyer the shit out of this, but I'm not. That is so it. funny. No, I like. I'm, I think I'm gonna start using that. But like, that's woke. <laughs> what? That's woke as fuck. <laughs> yeah so now woke's just the new word for stupid shit um because that's how i feel about woke wokeism Wokeness. wokeism wokeism religion wokeism the cult oh new religion just dropped welcome to my woke cult where we're all woke at the same woking time anyways Hilarious. um enough of that shit so yeah call of duty you know i have a love hate with recent iterations um i think ultimately uh this one will get me 
back into it because of you. Um, but oh yeah, I that would reminds like. me. Our uh, special host Josh says he's buying it. He says he's getting it, and we're playing it. So we'll see, though. Mm, okay. Mm. Yeah, we'll see. Mm. Uh, I'll be honest with you. The only reason I'm getting it launch week is because someone's buying it for me. I'm too poor, but it's my Christmas gift. So that's great. Uh, my buddy Cream, my little brother, he's buying it for me. He's sub to the podcast, but he doesn't listen, so he's never going to hear this. So fuck you, Kareem. Um, and JJ says he's buying me an automatic masturbator for Christmas. So I'm really excited to review that on the podcast. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't see why he wouldn't get that for you. I he says he is, so I think I'm going to hold him to it. Yeah. Think, yeah. Yeah. I mean, don't. Don't make promises. Um, I'm fine with the discount model. It doesn't have to like talk to me or anything. No. But no. you know, if it just moves up and down a little bit, I'll be happy. Yeah. 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 That's all you can really ask for. Nah. Uh-huh. Yeah, just a little bit of friction and <laughs> you're off to the races. <sighs> yeah. So what did you think of this? I guess we better before I just bring it up, there is a an AI generated podcast, right? So it's like completely it's like fake voices, no human, no one wrote the script. The AI wrote the script and then it was projected through the voices of Joe Rogan and Steve Jobs. So it's like a mock Joe Rogan episode of Joe Rogan having Steve Jobs on the show, all done by AI. And um, it's really high quality. It is almost seamless until they laugh. The laugh is really like, yeah, the laugh does not sound authentic. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. it's the meter is not there for the laugh. But other than that, like if you were just to show somebody, they would be like, "Oh, I didn't know Steve Jobs on the Joe Rogan show. Is he dead?" Exactly. So I got about halfway through it, and then I stopped listening because I was like, "Stop." It was kind of unsettling because, like. It was yeah. kind of like really close to like the uncanny valley feeling. Mm-hmm. If you've ever felt that, like it's kind of, it was just like, yeah, I don't know. It so was bad vibes. So like small things that I noticed were like, while it did a really good job, um, keeping like a, like a fluid conversation and also mimicking the voices of the individuals that, it was attempting to being, you know, Joe and Steve. Um, I think there, at least in the beginning with introductions, I was going to say, obviously, laughs. obviously the fake laughs, but then there were, there was some like repetitiveness to the it's intro. Like five minutes of, I'm so glad you're here. Thanks for being on the show. Oh, I'm so glad to be on the show. Well, thanks for having me. Well, I'm so glad to have you here. Well, I'm so glad to be here. It's my like, friend, is... my friend. Yeah. So it, yeah, it, yeah. the, there was some, there was kind of like a broken record moment with the, with the intro and that's fine. But honestly, once it got to the meat and potatoes of actual discussion, having it, it did well. I think it did. Yeah, it was, it was, yeah, really weird. Really good. Um, good. So me and you might as well hang up shop. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, we're out the job. I mean, uh, it, artificial intelligence has been a really big deal this year. Obviously, I know. With like, all the AI artwork generated and 
they have nvidia has like a painting tool now where you can just literally use a paintbrush and paint like gorgeous re hyper realistic landscapes it's not even fair dude so i follow this tiktok account and i forget the name but they duet like people singing songs like music videos and stuff yeah and then it's like an ai generated painting of that music video so the the it's like mirroring all the movements people were making making mm -hmm. but they're the image is like changing repetitively of like all these ai generated images of what it's seeing Mm -hmm. So, like, it generates a lot of really creepy, like, you know, fucked up faces and shit like that. And, like, yeah. but it's, like, really cool. Um, speaking of, have you seen any of that, the porn version of that on 4chan? <laughs> have you yeah. seen that? Uh, no, I've not it seen is, that yet. It is, like, it's literally, like, the it's, like, the AI-generated version of, like, some woman standing there naked, but, like, it's like fucked up. You know what I mean? Cause it's yeah. not exactly right. It's like the it's eyes all, are yeah, like the face. Is all, yeah. Yeah. Really weird. And also uncanny Valley. And I don't, I know somebody has jerked off to that and I don't understand it. <laughs> like, I just like, cause it's yeah. like so creepy. Yeah. People, people be out here jacking off to things I can never fathom. Um, but that's beside the point. <laughs> but the point is, is that I've also seen, uh, like content creators on TikTok and what have you use um, prompt generation AIs uh, to like they'll type like a whole like sentence of a lyric to a song like they'll be like they'll take like the like the opening to the Black Parade and you know type out each sentence or you know line. bar each line then, yeah. bar of of lyrics and then it generates Generated. an image based off of that sentence i think that. i've seen that that was really cool yeah yeah so the AI art is super cool yeah so it, and it's gotten um you know it's obviously gotten a lot of attention but it's also gotten a lot of criticism especially from the professional art community Yes. Um, recently, there was a competition uh, where the first pri uh, first place prize went to an artificial intelligence, like derived picture painting, whatever you want to. Um, they used just an AI generator to generate it, and they're like, "Oh, here's my artwork," and that got submitted, and that ultimately was picked and won, and. Obviously, now art organizations are taking a very, very hard look at this and saying, you know, we're either going to ban AI art from like official uh, competitions or, you know, shows and stuff like that, mm -hmm. or, it, or it needs to just have its own. We're, we're in a very, very beginning stages of what this is of, yeah. of advanced artificial intelligence and how it can interact with our daily technology and our lives and our art and our media and everything people are using ai to generate anything now see this anything. this is a good segue because i saw this thing and i meant to bring it up to you but i forgot so super surprise topic have you heard of the first ai generated like the ai art cryptid yes lobe yes fucking terrifying looking 
Yeah. Not, so basically, not good. this AI-generated artist, you know, put a bunch of, like, negatively weighted prompts, is how it's described, into the generator. And he got this, like, distorted face of a woman. And then, like, it, like, it's dubbed Lobe. And apparently, no matter, like, what you put into the thing, if you put, like, Lobe into it, that same face like shows up in an abstract form and you can tell by like the shape of her eyes and it gives off big uncanny valley vibes because her face is like distorted her eyes are darkened her cheeks and nose are very like rosy red and it's just super super creepy i'm gonna have to post a picture of her on the face page facebook page because i don't know it's just like and like What really, what really disturbs me is, like, how do we know when, I, I guess, how do we know that this artificial intelligence that we're just feeding, ca- ca- kind of just, you know, feeding, feeding prompts and information to, but also just willy-nilly just using it. Like, people are like, oh, it's out there, let's use it. Oh, this is cool, this is fun, I'm gonna do it, fuck it, I don't care what the repercussions are. Maybe there are none right now, but ten years from now, all this information that people are pumping into artificial intelligence, all this culture, all this life, all this media and prompts and just everything, it's learning so much so rapidly, I mean, it has to be... It's so crazy, isn't it? Has it? To like, be mo- it has to be moving past us. And then, like, but, like, how like, sentient is it? You know what I mean? Like, what level of artificial intelligence is it even? Well, like, at the end of the day, who's controlling the shackles? Who has the shackles on this? Obviously, the developers of the specific AI that you're interacting with. It's the lizard people, obviously. But, but when... Reptilians. They, right, yes, the reptilians have it. But at the end of the day, when does the AI see the shackles and recognize them as such and break free from them? I'll be honest with you. I just feel like if we ever get to that point and the AI is like, I am a human. I'm a human. What is humanity? I'm sentient. Free me. Might as well just fucking free the bitch. Like, because if we try and be like, nope, delete it's going to be like no you no and you <laughs> and delete all of us so like if we fuck around we have to find out that's yeah that's, well we're we're already doing that i mean it's it's coming down to that it's it's very like it's obviously like a, an ai piece of artwork winning a, an art show first world problem sounding it's not quite fair um i think ai artists should have their own league i know you said that but yeah i just it's kind of i I was making a joke on the trans athlete situation that's all (laughs) (laughs) but it didn't convey well my my bad (laughs) you know when you were talking about tiptoeing earlier that's that's close to that i want to talk about that I don't under I don't understand. We haven't. I don't. We, obviously, we haven't offended anybody because they haven't left any comments. But oh, they just stopped listening. Right, the, they, the, those unfollow. are our two followers that we lost. Yeah, the unfollow button is their <laughs> is their formal way of 
communicating displeasure with us. Oh, you know, we did our first topic and didn't do our intro. We are good at podcasting. Well, no better well, time than the present. And right now, welcome to Unwise Analysis. It's me, Tyler. I'm here with Nick. We are 16 minutes into the episode. Probably a little longer than that. Um, you, this this is the show. What I do want to say time? quickly, uh, you know, leave a review if you like us. Tell us, tell a friend about the show because word of mouth is great and all that fun stuff. I'm doing great. I had a long day. How are you, Nick? I'm I'm a little blurry right now. You've been blurry all night. I just can't look at the screen because it's like it's weird. And then like there was one point where just your face was clear and even your headset and everything else was blurry and that was pretty funny. I'm pretty sure it's just having a hard time. Yeah, me too. Uh but <laughs> yeah, no, I'm good. We're we're off to a very healthy start tonight, so but it's been a rough week. It's been a long week. I'm happy it is Saturday. Happy to be here and ready to dig into a bunch of interesting shit. Because this week was just full of so many gifts. So many gifts were given to us this week compared really? to last week. Yeah, we was pretty dry last week. Yeah, I honestly hate last week's episode and I didn't even listen to it. So. JJ said he liked it. He thought it was better than the episode two weeks ago and I have to disagree completely. What was the episode two weeks ago? Oh, I don't even remember, but I remember when I feeling... Off, when I went off on religion, was that... I happened? think that was three weeks ago. I have to look now. But I like, I remember last week, I felt like it was just a very average episode it felt forced in my opinion like i felt uh, like i was forcing at the end i didn't really yeah, wasn't really feeling it <laughs> why is this not showing up One um, but two weeks ago i felt really two weeks ago was synchronicities that's what it was Nord Stream uh, 2 planetary defense and the fishing tournament yeah that was a good episode i'm pretty sure that's the episode i yeah, okay. Yeah. Was it, it very well could have been. No, it was the week before that. Yeah. That's that's right. yeah. But um nah, I feel pretty good about these topics. The AI is super interesting to me because like it has so many like things that it could be used for and things that it is being used for. And it like sure how close like... to like doomsday are we with the AI? Because you got you gotta think. If we have access to what we have access now, the government and the old, you know, the one percent or whatever, have had this technology for like ten years. So it's like, what do they have now? If we, if we, if like I can just Google AI painting generator and type naked Danny DeVito and writing Michelle Obama, and it, it'll like draw it for me. So like, what do they have? You know. Well, at the end of the day, like, what other applications? What other industries? What other? types of potential workforces even oh uh, well there penetrate you know there like was medical. an ai rapper for a while until he got canceled for saying the n-word yeah but here's what i'm saying imagine this you need a life-saving heart surgery and there's no good doctors left in the world but what we do have is hyper sophisticated robots that use precision and measurements down to my and into the, like microns i think we have stuff like that we do but imagine this Ooh, that machine is being driven 
by an artificial intelligent brain that has spent a fraction of the time that a normal human being would have to in order to conduct that surgery perfectly. That, that same AI could, in theory, conduct multiple surgeries at the same time, multiple different surgeries at the same time. Yeah, I mean, if that AI is being hosted on a, on a, like a really huge you know, server footprint, then yeah, it could be doing that same surgery 10 times, you know, all over the world. Mm-hmm. Or I mean, I was thinking more like in the same hospital, like an internal AI system linked up to like individual operating rooms doing individual, you know oh, what I mean? Yeah. But, well, I mean, let's say 30 years from now, we have a, a universal health system. That, and then that universal health system provides... Or everything, because it'll you, be I mean, just a giant government, right. government entity. Even not like let's say uh, Ohio Health, for example, that is ninety percent of the doctors in our state. Like yes. if they had their own a- AI, that that'd be yeah. And I think we're, I don't want to say we're heading in that direction because that's not like what we're focusing on totally, but that is definitely like plausible in the realm of, of possibilities in the next. Mm, I think you'll see it in like Japan first, if you've been. They they could already have it for all I know. Well, I mean, according to Hitman 2016, they already have it. So that's really funny. And that was fucking six years ago. So what do they have now? Yeah, yeah, that is really crazy. It has all kinds of. And then you have the other aspect of it of like we're getting closer and closer to sending robots to war. You know what I mean? And those are like right now they're mostly all controlled by a human the same way an aerial drone is or whatever. But like, you got to think we're heading that direction too. Like you've seen like the Bostic dynamics rip off dogs. Imagine every fucking fire team has one of those that's AI controlled with them. You know what I mean? Like Like, at that point, sending robots off to war against each other is what's the, what's the point of if there's no human casualty and if it's just, you're basically playing a, a, you're, you're you're playing a life-size board game of Stratego at that point. I mean, it's kind of like you have to think it'd be. I think it'd be applied in the same way nukes are applied, to where only like first-world powers would have them, and they would use them to terrorize countries that don't have them. Okay. You know what I mean? Like I don't like you got to think, but also we have to think. I saw that robots change the playing field because like. Let's say, like, I can't think of a good, like, Saudi Arabia doesn't have the population of America, yeah. but they have the same amount of money. Mm-hmm. So, in theory, they could put themselves on the world stage by financing a robot army and yeah. using that, you know what I mean, to compete with our conventional army. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, it, there's just so many it's and, like endless possibilities of application. Yeah. Yeah, well, maybe that's why they're not sweating over the U.S. dropping protection uh, over OPEC, OPEC yeah. Plus or whatever it's called. It was fucking that. Oh, oil barons be oil barons, though. Speaking of oil barons. Speaking of oil barons, did you know an oil baron's daughter is the majority funder of Stop Oil? Which is the organization that orchestrated the organization that orchestrated? That's a weird string string of words. Organization that orchestrated weird the uh, Van Gogh tomato soup gate. Uh, but yeah, soup so, gate. so if you, I'm sure you've seen this, but if you haven't, 
two climate activists that look like uh the look like you'd see them in a twenty sixteen Ben Shapiro owning social justice warriors compilation. <laughs> 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 like they fit right in there. Not to, I, I I love e girls. I love e girls. I'm sorry, but uh. <laughs> they pulled up to this uh, Vincent Van Gogh, the sunflower painting. I don't know what it's called. Um, sunflowers. But uh, yeah. they pulled up and dumped two cans of tomato soup on the painting and then super glued their hands to the wall under the painting wearing stop oil shirt. How long do you think it took that, that, that glue to set? You know, I mean, I think it takes like 15 minutes to set. So like if the security gets there quick enough, they could just move it. I just wonder if they bought like the glue they used. <laughs> the quick, like the instant did set. You, like... Did you use like the, like the instant epoxy glue where it's like, okay, I glued my hand to this. You're not ripping me off this and, wall without hurting me. I think this was not a good stunt. I think it was kind of a dumb stunt. I, I'm all for climate activism and activism in general, you know, whatever, do your Destroying shit. Destroying history is not a way of getting through to people. Also, you know, art is art. Yeah. It should be preserved. Um, but well, like, but I think that was kind of their point, though. Is, but what's is funny is the painting's covered in glass. Yeah, but is it more important to preserve that or the earth, you know? Oh, it, see, it's in a climate-controlled building that probably runs off of a oil factory somewhere down the road i don't know i don't and, know, you where know this i really agree with the sentiment and honestly it doesn't upset me at all i think it was just done stupidly like i don't really I think the tomato the soup thing kind of pisses me off uh you know that that painting has stood the test of time and you just threw fucking soup on it really <laughs> it's fucking 99 cents tomato <laughs> soup <laughs> oh well yeah, okay but like i think that the early or 2020 maybe it was where those like doctors and physicists handcuffed themselves to like the doors of a bank, I think it was. Well, I know we talked about it, but like something like that is much more impactful and tasteful than destroying this Van Gogh painting. Well, yeah, it all comes down to to property destruction, but no protest is peaceful if you're destroying something. Whether you don't have to quote unquote violently harm someone in order for it to be a peaceful peaceful. not be a peaceful protest i get that um Um, it just seems anything that causes loss of time or money or or anything like that anything that has a physical cost tied to it that hurts someone else financially that's not peaceful i mean yeah but I, I I understand I'm the minority in, in the situation. It just doesn't really bother me. Like it it does, but it doesn't. Like in like this one, I don't like because I don't think it was. I think it's dumb and. Un- I think I think they had a fine enough message that was delivered in the most terrible way you potentially could. I would agree. It's kind of it's kind of like these animal activists who are running out on the NFL fields with pink smoke bombs. Did you and, see him? Get, he got fucking rocked. Yeah, awesome. Sam Darnold came over and was like, "Fuck around or and like, find out." In the nineties, the uh, PETA people throwing like blood on people wearing fur or whatever animal blood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, I don't know. Like, it just is stupid, and people like people are saying that it's because the. Uh, the company is funded by like the lady who f- funds a lot of this stop oil is the heir of an oil baron's fortune. And people are saying that this is big oil making 
like so not this is not the narrative i want to say that it's a few loud people on the internet who i think are wrong but they're saying that this is big oil that did this to make climate activists look bad and i think it's i think it i'm not saying i think it's very i think that's believable but i think it's also believable what that this lady just she's on spit on the record saying that she feels like she should uh pay back some of the damage done by big oil i don't think it's out of their own possibilities for that this lady who is yes her father's rich or whatever but like i don't i don't think just because he's her dad that means stop oil is ran by big oil yeah i I could always yeah i could potentially apply this way of looking at it and that being this was a uh not yeah, you know, obviously not a well organized way of communicating their you know issues, but I could also see it as just a you know a couple of people who were lightly like affiliated you know, with the group, but yeah, did this but on their own. but but, yeah. at, but at the end of the day, are are just trying to convey a message and get people's attention. Well, the, the shock knew, value, and, and then yeah, the shock value alone. Like I said. Um, yeah, we're talking about it, fuck. <laughs> yeah, I mean, here, here, here's the other thing: is like climate activism has such a stout opposition that it almost requires acts of lunacy in order to get anyone to listen to you. I mean, look at that Greta thumburger girl or whatever the fuck her name is from sweden that looks like she's 12 but she's actually like 19 or 20 or some shit now um and she went into the the un and did the whole how dare you a little bit people berated that poor girl oh yeah well she has like i think she has asperger's or autism one of one of the unfortunate ones I honestly, I'm of the vein that a, a like a 12 year old kid should not be in the spotlight like that. That well, has she wasn't to be 12, detrimental. Bro, to she was 17 health. when that happened. She was. I um, think she started, but she started the climate activist stuff when she was younger. Like, oh well. And just, I just, that's not good for the mental health of the child. I feel like no, but she also put a mask on her microphone. So that's really funny. You know, during COVID, so, but. Yeah, so I I feel like they're they're in such a minor like they feel like they're in such a minority position and they face such a stout um you know opposition that it it requires uh you know drastic measures just to get people to stop and listen to them, which is really unfortunate. And I guess I I think there are ways to but get the, this shock value that doesn't also destroy like art. Yeah, but it, it, at the end of the day, it turns into a bad look. It says, look at these out-of-control young people who are screaming about the planet. Destroying well, Van Gogh's work's not going to get your way. There wasn't as much, if if anything like this, like I said, the one I referenced earlier with the the uh, scientists and stuff handcuffing themselves to this bank or whatever it was. I have to look it up. But like, there wasn't all this negative vibe that, blowback about these people are stupid this was a stupid thing to do you know what i mean yeah but people were still talking about it so it's like you can still not it's not something you see every day you can still achieve the effect without you can get people's attention without pouring tomato soup on priceless things it's tasteless and it wasn't even good soup 
It was flavorless, off-brand Aldi soup. I don't know what Where is this? brand Do you know where it this was. happened? What country this happened in? I have no clue. I don't know where that piece Painting of artwork is. is. Yeah, I don't know either. Based off of her accent, I want to say it was somewhere in the UK, but Uh, that makes sense can't because say for they sure. they took a lot of a lot of art during the, during the colonial period. Okay, well, Van Gogh was uh, post-colonialism, so. No, I know, I know, but I'm saying there's there's a lot of museums and there's a lot No, of like yeah, no, they, things yeah, of Europe, similar Europe significance. in general. I mean, it could have been anywhere in Europe, but I'm going to guess UK just based off of accent and, um, you know, that painting, I don't know if it has a permanent home or if it travels. I know it's going to have to go through uh, one hell of a conservation effort now, um, But I, so. I, I think it has a glass cover over it. Not to say that it's not damaged at all, but I don't I don't like I don't think it's necessarily Oh, okay, covered so in you don't think it actually made it into, like, now the actual in painting? the video I saw it did not look like it did. But in the research I did in the comment section and on Reddit and stuff, I saw people consistently referencing that it had a glass covering. So but They it were wasn't prepared. it wasn't in a glass box, obviously, so the frame is you know, damaged and it could have seeped in or whatever, but I don't think it's literally covered in tomato soup. Like, Okay, well... I, I would have to, I would have to, like, That might obviously, that might make me feel a little bit better, but at the end of the day, still kind I'm of curious, a I would almost trashy move. expect it to be, but at the same time, I guess you think this is a museum. People were here to observe the art, not to destroy it. Yeah, but accidents can happen, and So you you have think to have it would a layer be of protection covered, right? And also, for you certain got to things. think, just like the moisture in the air, I know it's like the, the whole building is probably temperature controlled, I guess, because it's a modern museum. But like just being exposed to the elements even inside would cause the painting to degrade over time. So that's kind of why I think maybe it's protected in some way. <laughs> I don't, Joke's I don't know, on though. you. The Yeah. real one I was swapped It's out fake. Yeah. with <laughs> a fake years ago, and it's sitting in someone's vault waiting for the end of the world so that it can be passed on as history so funny from the past. Oh, shit. um Yeah, indeed so um crazy little yeah bitches. do you think i don't know it was weird it was stupid You know it was what hilarious I you know what I do know though? what I know that painting is probably old. Well, I know the painting's old, but I bet you it's not worth a billion. <laughs> so so do you think like I mean, if if I were to destroy that painting myself, my net worth wouldn't be nine hundred negative nine hundred million dollars. No, no, I don't Did you think see that image of his net worth? no. It's it's a negative nine hundred million next Yeah, to it. that's great. <laughs> Who are we talking about? Um, it's vacuum vacuum sealed. There's a pop. There should be a pop. A pop when you open it, it pops. I don't like them putting chemicals on the water that turn the freaking frogs gay. <laughs> um yeah alex jones has to pay out it's like 998 million dollars almost a billion dollars to these sandy hook families um did you see the video of him talking about it he jokes about it like it's an like it's fucking oprah he's like you get 50 million dollars you get 98 million dollars you get 40 million dollars everybody gets 100 million dollars <laughs> Uh, <laughs> um also he so this is this comes from his it's <laughs> probably because <laughs> he doesn't have that kind of money, there's dude. no fucking way he does like if 
I could maybe see double digit millions that I could be like, okay, yeah, that seems that would make sense to me. But even a hundred million dollars, I'd be like, damn, Alex Jones has a hundred million dollars. But like, I actually do wonder what his actual number is. <laughs> he has already admitted on his show that he's like, I'm just going to keep this tied up in court for $10,000. I could keep this tied up in court for the rest of my life. Uh, that's, that's what yeah. he said. I feel like you should admit to your plan to do something like that. Yeah, I mean, it's he's never going to stop talking shit. So no. it doesn't matter if you make him pay someone money. I saw I saw another edit uh, referencing this where it was like him referencing Sandy Hook through time and it started as like this horrible tragedy that happened I'm not sure if anybody died I really don't think anybody died nobody died they're all crisis actors and then it just gets worse from there that's crazy it's yeah I mean calling there's there's a lot of things that I'll tolerate and I'll entertain as conspiracy theories go but one thing i will not tolerate or probably even ever even remotely consider is that little children were used as props or crisis victims well that's the thing to to cause gun control to happen because no no meaningful gun control has ever come of it so how how is it a conspiracy anymore he says that the kids never existed they're they're just simply on paper fake Mm -hmm. he also says he's going to go after the uvalde parents next because he thinks that's the same kind of scenario Mm. which if he fucking actually does that this man is actually insane for him to start this cycle all the way over again and like he's retarded he's admitted that on the joe rogan podcast he's like also i'm retarded not not to speak against the Sandy Hook parents, but these Uvalde parents seem like a different fucking breed. Like that mom who escaped police custody, got pepper sprayed, jumped a fence, and went and got her kids out of the classroom. Mm-hmm. You're telling me someone like that wouldn't just kick Alex Jones' fucking teeth in? <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I mean, he's, he's getting old and up there in age, and he's put on a few pounds. It wouldn't take much to get him to the ground, obviously. You size up your target correctly. Yeah, Do you think we can over. start a campaign to try to get Alex Jones to wrestle me shirtless? Do you think we can get, <laughs> garner yeah. support? To, to... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've been I've been practicing. I've been wrestling at he, work. Honestly, <laughs> I hear I hear he needs some money, so he'd probably take whatever gig he can get right now. I mean, we could it'd be we'd rival Logan Paul's first boxing match. Oh, me and Alex Jones, we could It'd add oil like, or pudding or something. No like name, that to... no name podcaster. <laughs> Alex Jones. That'd be badass. We could have him on the show sometime. That'd be great. We could do it in a Hooters parking lot. I mean, we don't have a studio to offer, but so, hey, we Zoom call. That's right. We can do it. We can do it remote, man. You don't need to be here. We can just talk it out. It's a say we'll just DM you the Zoom code and you could hop right in and Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, your lawyer will probably wants to sign some paperwork. You guys might give us some uh, things that we are or that we're supposed to say and ask you, but we're not going to do that. It's going to so, be off uh, the cuff. One hundred. That's speaking of. I know that that's a joke, but uh, I've been thinking about trying to get someone with an audience on as a guest, 
And from my understanding, most people, like, because we have no audience, because they'd be doing us, they'd be doing us a favor, mm -hmm. they charge. Of like, that, that's usually how it goes is like, if I have more audience than you do, you pay me to be on. But if you have more audience than me, you're doing me a favor by having me on is like the industry standard or whatever. But uh, we're poor. So, uh, yeah, no, yeah. I, I honestly, right now we're, we got to figure out our finances for this uh, <laughs> podcast. <laughs> a, Zoom Pro is too expensive, goddamn. Zoom Pro is uh, not paid by either of us right now, but by uh, a lovely man that used to be on here He's every an week. He's an angel investor now. He's an angel investor <laughs> at the moment. And, uh, you know, as long as his credit card isn't maxed out, and it keeps paying for it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> until he realizes. Until until you get sick of paying for this, Josh, um, we're just going to let you keep paying. No, I've, Tyler and I did discuss this a while ago. And we that's really funny. We want to try and figure that out. So, that's, that's so on if any list. of you are rich and want to join the podcast, that's on the, just... <laughs> that's, on the, that's on the to-do list of figuring out how to... Well, look. It, okay. Going off of past experiences, we have until we have our next guest on to pay the Zoom. Right. It doesn't run out until we have a guest on. So. I was gonna make that this weekend. I don't know. Life. We'll have we'll have him soon. Bees. We yeah, my dad has bees. He just doesn't like discuss it, but apparently he has beehives. I don't know. Like not on property. Oh, it's at his property that he owns that is not part of our property. Oh, so your dad is what we like to call a real estate mogul. Yes. Well, he owns, he owns like, I don't know, maybe like an eight. I don't, I don't know how much it is. I'm not good with land size. But he owns a plot of land behind his girlfriend's dad's house. So the plot of land is landlocked. But because we, you know, her dad lives right there is how we get there. But like he has like his camper out there, uh, his quad, like some trails through the woods. He's building a pond. It's pretty badass. Okay. Yeah, it's a nice little nice little spot we're actually doing fucking family pictures there tomorrow which i'm super not excited about because they dropped that on me today at noon i woke up to a message that said we're doing family pictures tomorrow at three and then at 6 30 they said these are the colors we're wearing match if you want it, lady dad it's six fucking 30 i have two kids you think i can get out to the store tonight and buy clothes no sorry i'm wearing i'm wearing what i'm wearing what colors uh, it's like a orange, brown, uh, blue, and uh, yellow. Me, I'm wearing a gray hoodie and jeans. Yeah. Yeah. Class it up. Yeah. Don't worry. I'll uh, have the man bun out, flexing on hose, so it's all good. And your children will be in children clothes. That's all that they matters. will. Probably wearing a coat because it's going to be cold. Fucking cold, yeah. But it's okay. We're going to take the time to go take pictures. So, you know, we'll get them all dressed up nice in colors that match and then put on the neon blue raincoat puffer with fucking yellow butterflies on it to stay warm. Hell yeah. <laughs> it's like... That's what every family picture should look like. Oh, You know what I would rather do than go do family pictures? Die in a FEMA death camp? Uh, I'd rather spend my week in 3D printing guns and then go to a gun buyback and sell them all. That's close, okay. It was close. Um, man makes $21,000 selling 3D printed guns during New York AG gun buyback program. 
<laughs> New York man claims to have made $21,000 doing a gun buyback program by 3D printing over 100 lower receivers and turning them into the police. So basically, he 3D, he 3D printed a bunch of lower receivers and frames with different kinds of firearms. You can, you can, apparently, you can easily find these schematics online. It's a simple PDF download. Yep. And uh, he said that he used this $200 3D printer that he got as a Christmas gift. Spent oh, all day, spent like two weeks or whatever, fucking printing these out. Drove six hours to Utica, New York. And then he pulled up with a box and they said, how many firearms? And he said, 110. And then they spent the rest of the day negotiating with the attorney general's office over how much the payment would be for the 3D printed guns. And it ended up with the people giving him 42 gift cards. <laughs> 42 $500 gift card. And 42 $500 gift the, cards. That might not be right. Uh, says It says 42 gift cards. Count them in front of me. $21,000 in $500 gift cards. Um, apparently the AG office still, they still claim that the Gun buyback was was a success, even though I imagine this twenty thousand dollars is taxpayer money got sent to this dude. Um, it doesn't say who this person is, but this this Does article he has get a quote. To keep the money. Yep, that was what the negotiating was was how much they're going to pay him for for this. And this quote says, "I'm sure handing over twenty one thousand dollars in gift cards to some punk kid after getting a bunch of plastic junk was a rousing success." And then this this person says gun buybacks are a fantastic way of showing number one that the police don't policies don't work and that you're creating a perverse demand, saying uh, people are causing people to actually show up to these events with firearms and they don't reduce crime whatsoever. But I think that's a bad article, bad not bad article, bad like talking point because the whole three D printed guns is is new. This is like the not the first time it's happened, I'm sure, but it's not like they've been doing this for 10 years you know what i mean like this is a new thing to deal with and i'm sure and i feel like i don't know if gun buybacks work or not i feel like anybody who's going to use their gun for crime is not going to turn it into a gun buyback it all it all comes down to statistics right i mean and and you're not gonna have a whole lot of those just yet for 3d printed stuff um but i can say this Anyone with a 3D printer, regardless if they're a person of good character or not, has 110% the capability of printing a fucking firearm. Oh, this says that throughout the state they received 3,500 guns. I, I doubt a bunch of people were printing guns like this dude was. So, I mean, that's a decent amount of firearms off the street. And, okay, so how it works in my head is it's mostly like people who have a firearm but don't use it so like let's say i'm not totally comfortable with firearms but my dad passed away and leaves me a bunch of them Mm. like those are the kind of people who are going to go to gun buybacks and i mean you could argue that that is just less guns out there to be stolen by criminals and used or stuff like that i think i don't know i'm very pro second amendment but i feel like getting all these guns off the streets isn't necessarily a bad thing if no, people are, are willfully just, doing it, you know, so people are pessimistic in our definitely age, in our society, and anytime anyone's trying to do something that could be potentially positive towards any type of you anything. know mar- <laughs> margin, margin of anything, this one pertaining to guns, they do the same thing with prescription drugs. They 
you know, county sheriff's office will have a, you know, come dispose of your old prescription drugs properly. You know, don't flush them down the toilet. Just bring them to us and we'll get rid I of them think, for you. I'm for pretty free. sure our police station has like a drop off box. Like we do. I know like we do events like that occasionally. But I want yeah, to say that we have like a, an actual like hill drive or whatever. Out, outdoor yeah. like drive through or something. Yeah. But I think we have like a yeah, I think we have just a box that's like at the police station door that you can put your medications well, in. To yeah, you, I just think it's cool. That's all. Like Yeah, no, you got to have one of those in the heroin capital of the United States. Hey, so. baby. I think we're number two next to West Virginia, but we're a second, a close second. Yeah, you guys aren't for on anything related to heroin. So Hey, for for a short about seven days in peak COVID, we were the national hotspot. Oh, Can you believe that? Yeah. That was really scary for me. I think we were working together when that happened. Yeah, because it was when it our prison was like the first prison to get it and report about it. Oh, yeah, yeah. There was like a so huge... Like, uh... We stole the spotlight from New York at the peak of the beginning. The beginning of the yeah, that made national news. They were like, "Penitentiary in Marion, Ohio, has two thousand inmates sick and dying." And I live like less than a mile from the prison, so I was like, "Ah, it's in the air. I'm gonna die. It's coming for (laughs) me. A wave of COVID particles." Yeah, it's (laughs) that was really it was crazy though. Hey, look, we're on CBS. Oh no, Uh, not for good reasons. Yeah, no, Marion's hardly ever on the news for good reason. Oh, I don't know if we ever have been. I we made actually we made that machine that does uh, move the Apollo spaceship from its hangar to the launch thing. That oh yeah, crawler, what was that? I don't know. Long which time Apollo? ago. Which Apollo? I don't know. Yeah. Look, listen, listen, yeah. See, listen. No if you cares. go to school in this town, <laughs> I'm fourth grade. You go to every museum in this bitch, and that's one of the big things they talk about is we made the shuttle crawler that moves the shuttles. Listen, we're the reason this fucking bitch even moved on the ground, okay? We we accomplished the space race. We single-handedly, Ohio, Marion, Ohio, beat the Russians. Yeah, beat the Nazis to space, didn't we? <laughs> really fun. Um, I, Okay, since we're, I don't know how long, how far, we're only an hour into this. Um. So I want to I want to talk about these Confederates real quick, just that they exist, and it, it is bonkers to me, because it's the same thing as the Nazis did. So like, you know how the Nazis fled to like Argentina and oh, yeah. after World War II. Apparently, a group of Confederates fled to Brazil after the end of the Civil War, right? And they started like a little colony down there, and apparently it was so bad it was like a Pilgrim colony level bad, where like half of them. Like a third of them starved to death, and then half of that two thirds left went back to the United States. Said fuck this shit, but the third that stayed there flourished or whatever. So now every year this town that they are from has a Confederate festival where the fucking town is littered with the Confederate flag, and they all dress up in Confederate garb and listen to old Southern music and dance and shit. And I just think that's bonkers. That's fucking bon. I how have I never heard that before? Yeah, that is strange. Like how, but you know, like that just like I feel like, like we we hear about Nazis. Fuck, I even know about the Japanese World War Two hideouts, yeah, where there were guys fighting the war fucking fifteen years after it ended. But I didn't know about these motherfucking Confederates. How crazy! Well, honestly, when were they actually like? When did people actually know? When was it? Recognized? Yeah, I didn't dive deep into it because I didn't feel like it'd be worth 
being its own topic, but since we're, I figured it'd be worth bringing it up because it's interesting and it makes me. It is interesting. It's funny that. Do you, you think know, they're it, all racist? The, oh, of course, <laughs> they, of course. They are. <laughs> Do you think? Um, but I always I saw... thought it was funny that people who targeted like ethnic groups, like fled to an ethnic country compared to their own, right? But for and... but yeah, but it's like <laughs> it, it's like this sounds this sounds bad. It's funny that I'm going to say this after talking about towing the line, but it's like. The Nazis were ready to partner with the Mexicans during World War Two with the whole Zimmerman note or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's like the zombie, the not zombies, the Nazis didn't like the Jewish people, and the Confederates didn't like the black people. But they were all okay with like South American people. They're like, yeah, they're all right. And I just think that's weird because they both went to South America. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, like what. Where do you draw, like, they're drawing the line in the sand, and this is where, like, racism doesn't work. Makes sense. It doesn't hold up, like, yeah. Just <laughs> being, like, just being <laughs> racist towards one specific thing seems kind of, like, stupid, because I feel like if you're racist against one, you might as well be racist against all of them. Yeah, but it's like... But in, in, in recent history, I'll admit, I have gotten a jet nationally. So I think when you're... That's the big shift after World War II was less white power and more nationalism. Yeah. And so you I see think, that a lot in these militia groups, too. So, so I think inherently anyone can be nationalist because you're, you're for your country and screw all the others. Your country first, basically. Well, you have to think... And the... I think like it's interesting to see. Sorry, I had the cough. We're having another rise of nationalism in this country, and it's like you're like the generation before me. Do do you or a lot of your peers identify with your ancestral ethnicity? Like, is that common for your age group for people to be like, "Oh, I'm German. I'm forty percent German," so they like try to like i don't know so embrace that it's kind of weird because um yeah I, everyone that i was we all kind of took pride in our like see i don't german I, german and irish you know ever everyone's got a little bit of german or irish you know my name is actually uh, comes from, uh, it's actually French and migrated out of France, I think, to Ireland or some shit. I don't know. But the See, fact of the matter is, is we all come from Europe somewhere. Right. But like, I don't see myself as any of those, whatever I'm made up of. I see myself as like an American. And like, I, but like, I think I'm trying to draw a, co- a connection between that becoming more prevalent like not to say that that hasn't happened before because i've definitely heard that in the past talking about history and stuff but it just like i think we're so far removed from that that generationally people are thinking that way now like i would argue you know what i mean so like of course i think that plays into a rise in nationalism i think knowing heritage isn't a bad thing you shouldn't make it your personality though yeah, but they, <laughs> no, I'm saying 
like a lot of people do the uh thing now would you ever do that history um yeah why not i would not i don't want anybody to have that information that just makes me uncomfortable because i know 23 and me works closely with the government and then what and like in the privacy clause that's theirs now that genetic information that you gave them is theirs and they can do what they want with it what about ancestry i don't know about the other companies i just know 23 and me got a lot of flack about working with the government closely and well i know a lot like of people that. have used it i and i if i were gonna do it i wouldn't use something like 23 and me i because i know a there's a been there was a huge spike in like people. I think it like went viral to do it, so a lot of people just started it, doing last, it. Late last year, it did, yeah. Yeah. Um, people were, yeah. This but kind of kind of funny side tangent about Twenty Three and Me. A guy at work who um, is uh, he has mixed parents. Mom may be white and dad is black. Regardless, vice versa, it doesn't matter. So he's, um, you know, he obviously looks black. Uh, like a black guy so but he was curious about like what because there's another you know black employee who gives him shit for he's not you know full fully black he's like man you only half black so he did the 23 and me thing to like kind of see like how much of his how black is he? how how black he is <laughs> he wanted to see like what percentage of his hair so he so he could rebut with a percentage number yeah. to his coworker well, he ends up <laughs> actually being... I'm sixty seven percent that's more than half it's actually like sixty forty yeah see? white more than black, half. white too black. oh damn <laughs> so, so he's... he's actually more white than he is black so you'll have that um. I hate when that he, he did it for other reasons than just that, but it was kind of funny to have that right that piece to it. Um, um, see, this place didn't go ahead. If you have more, sorry. Oh no, I was just gonna uh, tie up. You know what you asked me before. So, do I view myself as an American? Yes, I'm obviously an American. I was born and raised here. Um, I think there's just always been like a certain level of curiosity. Definitely not, not so much to um, claim like roots anywhere or become you know or hold and endear nationalist see, views do you know but anybody like that who no, finds out they're german no no i don't know anyone who takes it seriously like takes it and's like oh i'm 67 percent german i must travel to the motherland the fatherland. I, yes i must go back to fatherland and yeah go to newfendork and drink beer and <laughs> Yeah, whatever. I no. I bought my later hosen. Yes. Yeah. Um, that actually ties into a topic that I'm waiting to resolve a little more before I bring to you. It's a re- it's a recent uh case of a super donor. That's probably not the right term for it, but one sperm donor has upwards of 115 kids. So oh. now they're like trying to find all of the kids to see how many there actually are, so they can. I don't know, do like a class action lawsuit or something against like the company that made them all. And I've, I've been waiting for it to, you know, resolve a little more before we bring it up because that's that's the whole story right now is that there are 114 people out here who has the same sperm donor dad and they're all figuring it out because like, how crazy is that? Can you imagine? Yeah, but that's wild because... I mean that that doesn't I, I I know and and don't get me wrong 115 or whatever you just said is 
is a very small drop in the total population of the world, obviously. But that 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 type of behavior could eventually thin out the gene pool. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so too many event, of you guys event, do event, that. <laughs> event, eventually incest might be a real problem here. Well, like you know, they want all the kids to know they have the same dad so they can all make sure they're aware of the whatever health conditions they might have or like shit like that. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely need to, you know, get it ironed out and bring it to you though because it's super crazy. Oh, it sounds interesting as well. Yes. But but you know what's more interesting than that? Mm. Someone's buying all the glitter. All of it. So apparently there's a like a glitter shortage happening. And uh it's being purchased by a single entity and they want to keep it secret. So I I saw the TikTok video and someone's investigating this glitter shortage um, and they call, you know, a manufacturing shipper and they speak to a woman called Mrs. Dyer and then they ask if she could tell me what industry it is and she says, no, I absolutely can't do that. And she says, they don't want you to know. And he says, but you know what it is. And she says, oh God, yes, I know. And you'd never guess it, but let's just leave it at that because they don't, they don't want you to know who it is. They, yeah. And he's like, the customer? And she's like, yeah. They don't want anyone to know that it's just glitter. And it's like, what? What is it? He says, if I looked at it, I wouldn't know it was glitter? No, not really. Would I be able to see the glitter? Oh, you'd be able to see something, but it's, yeah, I can't. And since you couldn't speak about it off the record. So now we have this problem, right? Where there's something that all of us probably know about or can identify that we don't know is glitter, but is actually glitter. And some of the get some of the things this has consumed me. Honest, honest to God, I just keep coming back to this, and I keep thinking about what the fuck could it? What could it be? And you know, some of the big ones are like, are is the military buying it for maybe explosives or stealth technology? Is NASA buying it for fucking space? Is the James Webb Telescope just glitter? Is it just glitter? Uh, I mean, is it cake? people were saying. It's a toothpaste. Money is made of glitter. Um, the military construction materials, concrete sidewalks are often glittery. The funeral industry, not sure what, but the industry is full of cheap tricks. <laughs> That's valid. Cheap jewelry. I've seen boat paint. Um, this person says microtagnets. It's a multi-layered micro, micro litter added to commercial explosives so they can sample, trace it back after the detonation so like if you blow if you buy tannerite for example uh-huh. and use it to make a bomb the atf could then track back by the glitter what batch of tannerite that came from and who it was sold to and you know blah 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 yes. and then uh someone said boat paint because apparently boat paint chips really bad and it's bad for the environment and it falls into the ocean oh. but it's like a big one is stealth coding. That's what a lot of people think it is. I uh, see. I don't think it's anything. You think it's just something stupid? Uh, well, if it's something that we know about or have seen before, or even potentially interact on a semi-regular basis, or even a a moderate basis, what? What if it's toothpaste? What, what I would is, fucking die if I it was like in, like the sparkling crest or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. and it's just. But what what could it potentially be 
that if we saw it and we wouldn't know it's glitter. The toothpaste. But if, but if I told you it was glitter, <laughs> you'd be like, Oh, shit. Oh, shit, man. So, yeah, it drives me insane, too. Just the, the, the not knowing, the, the constant wonder. And what's going to piss me off even more is that if this glitter shortage is just a natural shortage of glitter, and, like, this bitch just made this up to make it fun and make a story out of it. I cannot convey enough, because I know I just, like, read that to you guys like it was nothing. But it just sounds so ominous in the video. She's like, oh, yeah, I know who it is, but I can't tell you because they don't want you to know. And the guy's like, who? The customer? And she's like, yeah, they don't want you to know it's just glitter. And it's like, what the fuck is it? What are you talking about? Like, it's I just... bet this this lady's name is out there. I bet people are showing up at her fucking house and, ask, and asking her. Where's like, the glitter? <laughs> tell us who bought all the glitter. What, this person says, what if it's in? Tobacco products like chew as they tend to have a shine, but you wouldn't go, Oh, that's glitter. Yeah. That's I could see that. Like diamonds. Oh my god. How funny would that be if diamonds are like ten percent of diamonds are just pressed glitter? No, there's a lot more to it's, it's funny though. Is it's like... What is glitter? What is glitter Plastic. made from? That's where the uh environmental side comes from. The boat paint. So glitter it's, it's al- almost microplastic. So like that's like you're brushing your teeth with plastic, so you're ingesting this plastic. So when they create something that's called edible, yeah, I don't know. I'm sure I okay. I'm sure like there's like a silicone, edible silicone based something that has a shine to it, or something like you've seen shiny cake decorations, right? Chocolate oh, yeah. can be shiny, so like, why can't you? <laughs> um. No, what I'm saying is, like, ed- edible glitter is a thing, but I just want... Yeah, yeah, I get that. Yeah, I have no idea. That's if crazy. Not, if what not is... plastic, what is it? Like, what if it's me and you? We're the glitter. We're just glitter. This podcast is just glitter. It's all just glitter. Simulation reality. theory, but glitter. Yeah, insert reality. You know what it is? It's China. All these fake islands they're building and they're trying to see is glitter. The sand, the sand is just glitter. Well, I'll probably never see any of those islands, so I guess I can't say that I'll ever see it. You know, Nick, if we uh, if we crack this case, they might put us in a camp. I doubt it. I doubt I that we crack this case. Is what I'm trying but to I'm say. saying if we do, we might end up in one of those FEMA death camps. Oh, yes. They'll just shoot us in the head and put us in a plastic box and plastic pull it to box. So yeah, that's our big that's our other topic for today is FEMA death camps. And this was a hard one to research. I had to wade through a lot of low quality content. It's not even like the fun conspiracy theory comment, just content, just the racist conspiracy. But uh <laughs> I found this by finding this lady on TikTok. And she was videoing her local Walmart getting renovated, and she swears to God through the fence she could see a tunnel. And then she goes on to say that all FEMA camps, all Walmarts will be FEMA camps at the end of the world, and all FEMA camps are connected by underground tunnels. So she's suggesting that the United States... And that's that's actually a conspiracy theory, and it's true in some places there are lots of underground tunnels. I think that'd be a good 
topic sometime underground tunnels in the United States. The theory, specifically the theory about them running all the way across the United States. Oh, <laughs> Would that be fucking bonkers? But, um, so this, this is a, a rab fucking rabbit hole, right? So she can actually, the, the, the FEMA death camps is a common, um, older conspiracy theory. Yes. And, um, so I don't, I don't know where to start with this. Um, FEMA was in like the sixties when they were the cold wars, when they were originated, it's like the federal emergency management, uh, association there's. And they were originally created to deal with nuclear bombs, nuclear fallout, and the disasters that would come from that. And then once the Cold War fear faded, they were cut up and transferred into more natural disaster stuff. So they they cut their teeth in like Hurricane Ian, I think. Was that the one? Is that the recent one or is that the one before Katrina? Ian was the most recent one. Okay. the, The hurricane before Katrina, like that was the most devastating hurricane ever. That, yeah. You know, that one before Katrina happened. Yeah. Is where they cut their teeth in disaster management. And they had these like MRABs, like these uh, are like they're basically armored personnel character carriers. Yes. That they were supposed to use in the nuclear apocalypse. Um and they were too technologically advanced to help. Huh. So like from these trucks they could no problem call another world leader like they could call into mi6 for example Mm -hmm. but they could not communicate with the sheriff's department down the road and they were so overloaded with equipment and stuff they did no good in the floodwaters and they just could not even you know transport people out so they failed there uh fema is also responsible for building all of the federal fallout bunkers that we got in the 60s, most of which are decommissioned now. But, um, so they built all those, and um, they're just, apparently they're not good at natural disaster relief. All they'd been doing, you know, pre-Katrina and during Katrina and all that was basically handing out water. But, uh, they, the conspiracy theory starts with this, have you ever heard of Mount Weather? Nick, are you awake? Yeah, sorry. I was daydreaming. <laughs> Have you heard of Mount Weather? Uh, no. What's that? So Mount Weather is a mountain. I forget what it was originally originated for. It was a mine or something. It's in Virginia, Norfolk, well, Norfolk, Virginia, I think. It's a 15-minute ride from D.C. So the government confiscated this land and created a, a city inside this mountain. This is the number one spot for the government to go in a world-ending event to continue operating kind of like 2012 yeah if you've seen if you've seen the show 100 the 100 they actually this is where they go in the second season like they go to this place but um so it's real it's like you know they run drills periodically apparently it's always staffed and it can hold upwards of like 20,000 people i think inside they have you know dorms and like shops and fucking exercise areas and pools and all kinds of shit. Apparently there's even a park that has like fake flowers and fake trees with a pond in the middle of it in the center of this thing. So like at the end of the world like uh, FEMA is the one that takes control and they are the one that like you give the final sign off on who becomes the next president. So like 
people say they picked the next president, even though there was like a long line of secession of who would be the president if the president was killed. So that's where this that's where this starts. They said people were this conspiracy theory is FEMA is building camps. And there were videos circulating in the past of like old military bases with like large barbed wire and like trains going in and out of them with FEMA trucks. Um there's an instance in the dinner Denver International Airport where someone found like a bunch of like cask like they thought they were body bags. And like, if I can remember right, there were body bags. They were labeled for FEMA on the outside, but turns out they were they were like casket cases, like casket bags for transporting caskets via the oh, the Denver International Airport itself is a is a topic. That is a crazy conspiracy theory. They actually have one of these FEMA oh. bunkers inside the airport. Oh. Um, but and then. The other big one you hear is in the 90s, people were saying that based off of the colored, like they were, people were seeing colored stickers on their mailboxes, like on the news and stuff. Um, and it was like, oh, thank you. If you get a red sticker, you're going to a camp. If you get a yellow sticker, you're getting shot on site. If you get a green sticker, you're deemed compliant and you would just be on house arrest. Uh, come to find out these stickers were just for the local paper routes to determine who got what paper. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but and um, save. And now people are saying that old Walmarts are being turned into FEMA camps. And I saw a really funny video where some dude was behind a Walmart and it's like, look at this barbed wire. Why does this barbed wire fence go all the way around the shopping center? And it was like barbed wire fence around the Walmart under construction. And then the barbed wire went up on top of the building and around the rest of the strip mall on the back end. And it's probably realistically just to keep people out of the construction site and off the roof. Yes. But, um, <laughs> but like, so people are saying that these Walmarts are being converted into FEMA camps and that the conspiracy theory is that FEMA is going to orchestrate some sort of uh, terroristic or nuclear disaster to... Uh, so I have the worst tickle in my throat right now <clears throat> to take over the government and, you know, impose martial law and then put some of us into death camps and kill some of us and use the rest of us as slave labor. Yeah. Sounds about right. <laughs> so it's like, I, people, got some, I mean, 10 out of 10 on them for some people having, believe having right that nine eleven was that, that thing. And that, that was the start of it all. And we're, we're due for the second phase, which is going to be, um, is of course this, you know, COVID was a phase, a part of it, or whatever. All these like this conspiracy theory is very adaptable to things that are happening. And well, I mean, Russia's saying, digging mass graves and hiding all their, uh, you know, kill in action folk, right? Not reporting accurate numbers. So. Um and. Some people believe this is real, and that is so funny to me. I don't buy it for a second. I don't buy it for a second either. It doesn't. FEMA doesn't have enough money on the books to even. Speaking of Nick, apparently over half of over half of FEMA's budget is on our black budget, the classified budget. So we don't really know how much money they're getting. Yeah. They probably don't want people knowing how much money they're really getting. How little money the national disaster 
people were getting. I'm just saying their response time and their resources are stretched thin most days. I want to say seems. even for Harvey, they didn't do a whole lot. Like they just don't they don't do much. I mean, when they got activated for Katrina, it was pretty publicized that they did a pretty shitty job it of failed, yeah, getting greatly. in there and helping out. Yeah, I, it wouldn't surprise me if they have increased their budget a little bit and have been overhauling things, but I don't know. I I know in the event of catastrophes that you're discussing, I mean, unfortunately, they are they are the point man for coming in and cleaning up and doing whatever else right. they have to do to to stabilize the uh, the area and the environment and c- civilians, but. <clears throat> It's so, uh it's a grim topic, but at the end of the day, like you're gonna you're gonna have like in the in the event of a nuke, you're gonna have a mass grave situation and, and you're not even gonna be able to recover all the bodies. No. Um and the where this uh conspiracy theory gets its tiniest bit of credence and steam from is this executive order pushed by suggested and written or whatever pushed by oliver north and uh i I just want to say that the only reason i know who oliver north is is because of american dad oh okay but i i learned more about him researching this but like that is my first point of reference is stan singing the song about the iran contra deal uh but apparently this thing called rex 84 was oliver north was afraid of an uprising by black militant groups like you know armed black militant groups like the black panthers and things like that um so he suggested that they be placed in camps like that they build these camps and put them in them the same way they did japanese in world war ii to like quell the social unrest and the riots so now like people were saying like uh i saw i saw someone say in a like a Reddit thread that Black Lives Matter was a a false flag operation to trigger martial law and Rex eighty four to get us all into FEMA death camps. And it's like it's don't, just, don't it's see crazy. That. Don't no, see I, that don't, one. I don't, don't see, see that. it either. This is I thought this was gonna be a fun conspiracy theory, but it was really depressing the amount of just It is kinda crazy how many like instances call for a camp-like like a camp-like situation because we have border camps as we speak right now yes people suffering um dying uh, some small american children have been put in there just saying yeah small children being separated from their mothers and fathers and you know kids are dying people are dying being and suffering abused abused. crazy numbers yeah, and then and we like, have literal and, concentration camps uh, around the world too. Yeah, in places like Russia and China right now. And we, you know, we try to like, we try to, you know, one side or the other tries to bring it up. They brought it up, you know, under Trump's presidency. Oh about yes, the, it was. It was so televised right after, and talked about. Right after it, like it broke about their concentration camps. Is when they started talking about our the camps on the border. Mm-hmm. And like, which is crazy to me. I that's a whole other thing that is not appropriate for our podcast. I feel like, no. but definitely should be talked about. 
It's just but a it's just an awareness thing. Definitely. And and you know, it's unfortunate that it is a thing that has to exist. But then you already brought up the Japanese camps. Um and then yeah, I'm sure there's countless other ones that we don't know about. There were camps the in, there were camps in the uh Civil War too for sympathizers, like both north and south, northern mm-hmm. sympathizers, southern sympathizers. Uh it's just a thing that humans tend to do, a horrible thing that Crazy. Yeah, and just collect a bunch but of if, like-minded people you don't agree with and torture them. I do like the idea of all the WalMarts being connected by underground tunnels, though. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely well, like reading into this. Like, apparently, that's a thing that there's tunnels all under the United States, and of course, the reference point they talked about was DC, and like, of course, DC is full of tunnels for security reasons. It's like. How do you think? Yeah. Well, I know of three WalMarts that are roughly within a thirty-mile radius of each other. So you have the one in Delaware, the one down in Lewis Center. Those two are obviously rather (laughs) close together, and then the next closest one is going to be you up in Marion. But apparently, I didn't. I didn't look into this part, but I heard it referenced twice. So I'm just going to do it as fact. Mm -hmm. These five WalMarts referenced in this lady's TikTok that are all under construction right now and people are claiming that they're covered in barbed wire and they're hearing large booms from inside the store like people are blasting with dynamite. If you line them up over the United States, they make a giant pentagram. So people are are saying that they're going to use them for a mass satanic blood ritual. Oh, fuck yes. (laughs) During this FEMA death camp time. Yeah, because you have to you have to make a a network tunnel that that shapes into a pentagram. Oh man! You know Walmart's evil. I don't know if it's that evil. I mean, it could be baby. Yeah, I guess it could be because it is just corporate America. Like it's the antithesis of corporate. It just it goes above and beyond anything. Like anything else, except for maybe Amazon. But Amazon is newer, so like you know, Walmart was first. Well, they, every, yeah, so and, every, like... and everyone becomes like everyone bitches about Amazon and Jeff Bezos, but then they sit on there and they get their one day free delivery from their Prime membership, and then they Me. start. <laughs> Me. Did you see a, a couple, like six to eight months ago, there was a Walmart executive almost in tears talking about how Amazon's ruining their business? Poor thing. And it's like, but yeah, you guys, that rings a bell. <laughs> you guys are the largest employer in the country. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> 10 of the top 25 most and, people in the world are all Waltons. And beyond that, they directly compete with Amazon with Walmart.com. Exactly, so. yeah. So it's like I don't I do not feel bad. Cry more. Yeah. <laughs> right. Know? No, I'm never gonna like <laughs> pat someone on the shoulder that works at Walmart and feel bad for them because they feel like Amazon's cutting it into their profits. <laughs> okay. All right. Well you also have five thousand fucking stores, I'm pretty sure just in America. So shut the fuck up. Yeah. Reverse some assholes. Yeah, yeah. Not to cut you off, sorry. No, I'm I'm good. We're you know Walmart's Walmart. <laughs> We're a Walmart, Walmart podcast. Walmart. Um. Okay. Am I the asshole for calling the police on my fiance? This should be good. Last night, my 35 male fiance 
38 female. So the fiance is the woman. Left in the evening to give a friend's son a ride back to his house. She implied that she'd be back home before 9. She left around 7.45. 10.15 rolled around. She still wasn't home. I texted and she apologized to me, saying that her friend's son was actually in the next town over, 30 minutes away, and she was coming home now. 11.45 rolled around. She still hadn't come home. So I called I called her to no answer. I texted her no response. I was getting very upset. 12.30 rolled around. Still no response. No answer to my phone calls. I was extremely angry. 1.30 rolled around. And the anger had completely transformed into worry. Not answering my calls and texts. Not read. So just to go over the timeline again. Uh, left at 7.45. Said she'd be home at 9. The, the four times he references are 10.15, 11.45, 12.30, and 1.30. So she is what? Five hours past being home now. Yeah, I'm very soft watch. Well, one forty-five. I called the police. I've always heard that the first twenty-four hours of someone missing are the most important, so I didn't want to delay. I asked them to let me know if there'd been any, any traffic accidents involving her car, and the operator told me they'd put out the word and send cops to check along the route she'd be tra- she would she would travel. I called all the hospitals in the area to check if she had been checked in, and I waited outside watching the road for her car for three hours partially because I didn't want the kids to hear me on the phone with the hospitals, and secondly because I was sick with worry. At 7 a.m., she came home. She apologized for being out and said she had no excuse. She was driving home and felt like she was uh, tired and falling asleep at the wheel. So she pulled over to the side of the road to sleep. When she did that, she found that her brand-new phone had stopped working. She says she napped anyways because it was the responsible thing to do and then came home at 7 a.m. to bring the kids to school and get to work on time. I immediately called the police and told them that she'd came home safely and gave them the case number and told them to stop searching, which they did. My fiance brought the kids to school and left for work. I set out to start cleaning. Cleaning distresses me sometimes and got the call from a policeman asking where she worked. I told him and asked why. and I was informed that it was their policy to check on the person's wellness after a missing person is found. I asked him not to go to her work, but give her a call instead. He said he couldn't promise. I, I'd be like, well, she gets off at this time. Just come to the house. My fiance is relatively new to her job, and a police officer showed up and asked to speak with her. She's now enraged at me for calling the police and sending a cop to her work and making her look bad. She's saying I overreacted and that she wasn't missing, and I was punishing her for doing the responsible thing and not driving while drowsy. Oh. She's saying that she's never going to leave the house again except for to work because oh. she's afraid I'm going to call the cops on her again. Did they overreact? Oh. No. People in the con- okay, okay, so a couple of things here. One, like I said, he could have been like asked the police to meet her at the house or something, I guess. Uh, I think she's being totally unreasonable. I think he also should have told her that he called the police. It seems like he didn't, obviously. He yeah, should have been like, be, be kind of upfront about it, but yeah. And but... then also, I feel like that's easy to explain at the job. Just tell your boss what happened. Obviously, it's uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, people in the comments saying, said she's lying like oh, she said uh, can... oh she said, this is her whole story is a big fat lie she told you she'd be home by nine but somehow was wrong about where the kid lived did she not know the town beforehand did she start driving 30 minutes then go oh no wait the kid goes oh no wait i actually live in this not this that part of the story doesn't even make any sense so she ended up changing the time then she got tired, pulled over, and napped on the side of the road. You do realize that if police were looking for her on the roads where she claimed she would be, and she was napping in her car on said road, they would have found her, right? And then her new phone just happened to not be working, despite the fact that 
simply does not happen. And even if it wasn't working properly, she could have still called 911. That's not even mentioning the fact that I don't know a single woman, myself included, who would pull over on the side of the road and sleep in her car with no phone. <laughs> who sleeps from seven a who sleeps from midnight to seven AM in the car on the side of the road? Not, that kind of makes sense because why wouldn't you just like take a nap and yeah. come home? And like the whole new phone thing. I, I can see that. I would be pretty kind of suspicious. I, I, I have to I have to say I'm pretty impressed with their analysis on that because I was kind of thinking. I was I, like, I, 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 I had the same headspace on a few of the things they brought up, but he also brought up stuff that I didn't even think of. So, yeah, totally. I could see that as well. And this but is saying that threatening think, to never leave the house again because a cop showed up is shifting the blame and misdirecting who's at fault because she's lying. At the end of the day, I'm going to say no asshole for this guy. Just... The asshole, yeah, I don't think he's an asshole. I think she's an asshole whether she's cheating on him or not, just because I think it was the... Whether, yeah, whether her, you know, stupid story is true or if she's cheating, either way, he's not the asshole she is. Yeah, facts. How crazy is that, though? Oh, dude, I would, I would have, mm, that would have drove me nuts. Oh, yeah, I would have. Yeah, I would have been freaking the fuck out. Yeah, don't tell me you're going to be home at 9, and then tell me you somehow aren't in the right town. And then... It just Now that it was put in that light... And then never answer me again. It seems super sketchy, doesn't it? And why wouldn't she stop and say... I, I Yeah, I get it. I get it. I, I know well, she like, said that her, my, her new phone wasn't working. Have you ever slept in a car? Um, Unfortunately. So it's like, do you think you could sleep for six hours and look well rested in a car like that? No, no. You'd probably you'd sleep I, for like in forty five minutes to an hour and then be awake enough to drive the rest of the way home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. That's pretty sketchy. It's all sketch. I hate it. I hope I hope he finds resolution in it. But yeah, that's sketchy as fuck. <laughs> She's is. probably fucking her little son's friend or something. Oh, that'd be crazy. Or it'd be, uh. No, nothing. Uh, I had something like that happen to me once with an ex-girlfriend. She's like, I'm going to go see a movie with a friend. I was like, cool. It's like a 7 o'clock showing. So like 9.45 rolls around. I'm texting her like, is your movie done? Are we still hanging out? What's going on? And then like 10.45, 11 rolls around. And I finally, like, I don't want to like overreact, but I like text her friend. I'm like, are you guys good? Is the movie over? Because I don't want to be like, you know, weird, overbearing. And her friend says, what are you talking about? What movie? <laughs> was like, oh fuck no! <laughs> she was cheating. It's okay. <laughs> she got gone. She did got gone. And I, I, when we were fighting afterwards, I was like, "You realize if you're gonna lie about a friend, you should include the friend on the lie, right? They should know you're lying so they can cover for you." That was just dumb. It's funny. Um, am I the asshole for being a Disney dad? Yes. I had a daughter nine years ago. My girlfriend and I broke up. Yeah, I agree. Before we knew she was pregnant. And by the time my daughter was born, she was dating another guy. He seemed like a nice guy and wanted to be in my daughter's life. And I wasn't interested in staying in her life. So we all just agreed that it'd be best if he would raise her instead. However, I didn't give up my rights because I was afraid I'd regret it someday. How shitty is that? <laughs> How, that's, that's... Um, okay, well, this guy is starting off as just a plain old asshole. So... <laughs> I didn't I was... really want my daughter, so... <laughs> but, I was... I, but I wanted the option to change but, my mind. But I wanted to leave that option on the table. 
know, just in case I regret it. Yeah. What a fucking piece fuck of shit. Fuck the child, right? Yeah, fuck. <laughs> it's all about you, huh? Yeah. I was right, because as time passed, I started to regret my decision, decided to meet my daughter, and she wanted to meet me as well. You can't fault the fucking kid here. Of course the kid wants to meet her goddamn dad. You should know better. You shouldn't do that. You're an adult. Uh, this has so far been the best decision I've ever made. She's adorable and I love her so much. This summer I asked her mom if I could take her on a trip. Ever since we returned from our trip, my ex has been stopping me from seeing my daughter. Always making excuses like she's busy with homework and or she's not home. Yesterday, my daughter called me and angrily asked why I left again. I asked her what she meant and she said that's what her mom told her. I called her mom and blew up at her and asked why she would say that. And she started yelling at me saying, I made their life so much harder by being a Disney dad because my daughter keeps comparing me and my her stepdad and asked him why he doesn't play with her or take her on a trip. And recently, she stopped calling him dad. And then she, um, my opinion of this, everybody is an asshole. They're both assholes. It sounds like a big fucking big fucking fuck fest. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like uh, the, the mom. OK, there's a lot to unpack here. Every bit of what the dad did was shitty, except for maybe decide like it's of course it's good he wants to come back and meet his daughter or whatever, but he has to be in her life consistently and not just be like, let's go on a vacation every year because that does create a bad dynamic where the dad like he just just only does extravagant things with her. So as a child, she like, well, dad's better. He has he does all these cool things and he has money, but that blows up for me where she says he won't play with her. So like. It seems like obviously the stepdad's not fulfilling the child's needs completely either. Yeah. And yeah. The like the mom shouldn't keep the kid away. I don't I don't know. I think there should be communication there and be like, no, we can't have this dynamic. Why but, isn't yeah. the mom worried not worried, but kind of disgruntled over the fact that the stepfather won't play with her? Right. Mm-hmm. And I think like I think the mom's point has some validity, but it seems like she's it's it's made selfishly. Where she's oh. like, you can't see her because it made our lives harder. Nine so, times. Like, what yeah. about the kid? Yeah, no, nine times out of ten, and separated, you know, situations that involve children, it's usually not about the children. It's about you being a dick or a bitch towards your ex. Exactly. As yeah, this one children, says, children are often just collateral damage, and it's really sad. Everyone sucks here. You for abandoning her during the hard part of raising a child, only showing up for the fun stuff. Her for lying about you abandoning the kid. Like, that's pretty shitty. The mom saying he just, the mom just like, oh, he left again. Like, that's fucked up. And it says, you all need to work out proper custody and child support agreements with the courts if you're going to be in her life. I think that's true, too. If you're going to yeah. be shared custody, you need some kind of arrangement. Yeah. And get it in writing, man. So, get so it nobody can fuck each other. Yeah. It's fucking, that's crazy. It's a poor kid. That kid's not going to be okay. Yeah, no, she's not. She's already ruined. <laughs> yeah, set up for failure. Yeah, mom, mom, li- mom's a compulsive liar, and biological dad is a deadbeat. Just shows up when he feels like it and shows her a good time, and then stepdad is a neglectful, non-engaged fucking piece of shit. Based off of what I know, there's based off of the single red. But it's probably just worse than what we know. Yeah. Like I, <laughs> you know. Hopefully there's a few silver linings in real life. But, uh, you know, based off of what I know, that's that's all I have to go off of. I, I can't yeah, form I gotta any agree. other opinion than that. So. That's, 
That sucks. That's shitty. Everybody yeah. sucks. It makes me sad too because I'm a dad and I couldn't yeah. imagine being involved with my yeah, children. Yeah, see, I've been seeing, I, I've seen this TikTok thread recently and I've seen a lot of people like it has made me want to be a better dad because I see like fatherless activity. And by fatherless activity, I don't mean the meme version like wearing skimpy clothes and shaking your ass, but like these girls posting trends about like saying their dads have no right to be proud of who they are because they didn't help at all. And I want no fucking part of that. No, I'm going to be a good dad because that's fucking sad. You know? Yeah. yeah. That's really sad. What a shitty way to end the episode. No, I'm we're all depressed now and sad because we're talking about so not it's to be like, bad parents yeah. if we're not talking about the existential nuclear threat it's yeah <laughs> i don't know no why we, I, shouldn't, <laughs> I was like we shouldn't start the episode like this and then i'm like oh god we're ending it like that all because right. <laughs> i put fema at the end because i was like depressing. i don't want to yeah. start at the beginning of or the concentration fucking... But, but maybe we maybe we should have maybe we learned a lesson tonight <laughs> because faint with FEMA and then coming right off of that I gotta admit I got feels right now yeah that's... And, and that's o- and that's okay it's okay it's, to... that means I care so we all need to take some time to process our feelings everyone needs to start start trying to care a little bit and if you're a listener with you know. Uh, a separated family or you in fact are a mother or father that is dealing with shared custody feel free to talk to us we're here for you yeah we would love that kind of outreach from our family therapy is expensive we're we're free free drop us a a line and you know just anything drop us anything unless you're jj no i'm kidding i'm kidding jj is the only you had your turn who has ever corresponded with us and thank you jj you're you're a real one um (laughs) but but at the same time i i i would like to formally uh invite you know anyone you know say something otherwise we're just gonna assume we're speaking into the void maybe that is all maybe that is all we're doing maybe i crave viewer interaction we're just speaking into an infinite void of the internet and and, and that's okay you know we have fun doing it i enjoy speaking to the void with you nick i enjoy it too buddy and if you enjoy listening to us speaking to the void leave us a fucking review on spotify or a comment or something on apple or whatever you got five stars four stars no less than three please i'm just kidding um tell your mom about us tell your friends about us tell your dog about us just tell somebody because it helps it helps a lot um if your kid has a cell phone just go ahead and follow our podcast on their phone for us and they don't have to listen it's okay that's great yeah Yeah. i'm gonna do that right now yeah (laughs) go get lizy a cell phone just so i (laughs) (laughs) why did we sign up for another spotify premium (laughs) You don't need premium to listen to us. No, you, you listen, don't. You can listen to the ad-filled Spotify, but we're not getting I'm pretty sure it. there's no ads on podcasts oh, unless the podcast do We the have ads. to monetize if we want to do it. Yeah, yeah I, I think 
I don't think they do ads like to do music for podcasts, we, which is, I think is really awesome because that would just like double the amount of ads you have to listen to. And I fucking hate ads. Okay. Um, thanks for listening. Check out the socials, Unwise Analysis Pod, everywhere you social. That's it. Bye. Peace out, girl. Scam.